What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another Angle of Pursuit podcast, your fantasy football sports betting and NASCAR home. I'm your host, Kyle Robert. You follow me on Twitter at NotoriousKRO. With me to break down Offensive Rookie of the Year betting odds, uh, it's Brian Twining. What's up, Brian? What's up, Kyle? Yeah, um, this year's this year's lines are really intriguing because, you know, we've seen two consecutive quarterbacks take home the trophy. Prior to that, it was two straight running backs, and there are a bunch of names at the top of the board this year that I think make a very compelling case for who you should be putting your money on. But uh, there's a few names that I, I'm I'm more intrigued about than I think most. Yeah. Uh, I ended up actually settling on two names, which is a very short card for me, but I'm very, very happy with with the two names I selected. It is a very interesting um, group. And there's there's like I wanted to dive down deeper and we can kind of maybe throw out a few names at the end that if you want to take a little bit of a longer shot uh, might be worth a look. Um, But I just in a year where there's so many solid options at, at quarterback and then even you know, uh, a couple running backs to have potential huge volume opportunities. It's really hard. Like even last year, Justin Jefferson maybe had one of the best seasons a rookie receiver has had in a long time. Chase Claypool had double digit touchdowns. Yeah. And those guys didn't sniff rookie of the year because of the quarterbacks, because of Justin Herbert, because of Joe Burrow before him. Uh, You know, that was kind of your betting favorite for the injury. Um, it's just really hard for a player like that to gain traction, you know, in other years where, you know, maybe maybe a receiver running back is one. It's it's been probably a, a down year for a quarterback or nobody really stood out. And, and, you know, Odell wins the rookie of the year, but has one of the best seasons a rookie receiver has ever had. Um, so let's dive into it. Let's talk some names and let's see where your head's at. Um, and we'll start with the betting favorite, Trevor Lawrence, plus 350, one of your picks. Talk to me about him. Yeah, I just think he's he's set up in a situation where he he should be the favorite and he's probably the guy that should garner the most bets on him to take home this trophy, especially when you're looking at what the quarterback does for a team, how bad Jacksonville was last year. I mean, they had the worst record in the NFL, one of 15, and I think they actually see a slight improvement there. I mean even a couple more wins, you know, three and 14 or four and 13, I think will, you know, solidify this, this rookie of the year trophy for him. Because when you're looking at the numbers that the previous guys have put up, I mean, last year, Justin Herbert put up absolute monster numbers, but prior to that, Kyler Murray, he only put up 20 touchdowns. He threw 12 interceptions, but he had over 500 rushing yards that season. Now, Trevor Lawrence, those are all numbers for me that I think are easily attainable for him, especially in a division with a Titans and Texans defense that he'll be facing that are very susceptible to getting beat through the air. And this Jacksonville team has a plethora of talent around him with LaVishka Chenault, with DJ Chark. Uh, I know Travis Hittian is gone now, but James Robinson showed showed he could be a very viable option in the receiving game and, and as a runner. And I think it's Justin or it's Trevor Lawrence's legs, mm-hmm. not, not Justin Fields, where he's going to separate himself from the rest of the pack and the fact that he is starting week one that he, to me, he, he is the odds on favorite and the guy that I'm going to the sports book looking to bet most. So I'm going to give you a little pushback on Lawrence. Cause if we're talking in 10 years, who had the best career and who's the best player and who is someone I, you know, if I'm betting to be the stud out of this class, he would get all of my money. 
I'm a little worried we're in a little bit of a Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin the third situation where there's he comes in with expectations. We expect him to be great. We expect him to perform. He's got the pieces in place. It's just like voters. It seems like it's not that guy that they want to vote for. It's the guy that, oh, we didn't really expect that to happen, but here we are. And this guy's emerging and he's got all this talent around him. He's putting up these guys, even, even uh, Justin Herbert, like last year we went into the season with Tyrod Taylor under center and then he gets hurt. And now he's forced. And, um, and here comes here comes Justin Herbert, and he puts up these gaudy numbers, and even kind of fizzles down the stretch. And had Joe Burrow been healthy for all six games, all sixteen games, maybe he doesn't run away with it. Um, but I do have, I do have, you know that that would be, I guess, my only concern because yeah, I, the potential is there, and he's obviously super talented, and he has a lot of weapons. And uh, as you mentioned, with the running ability, that only adds fuel to his fire. But um, I that I guess that would be my concern. Yeah, it's really interesting when looking at the quarterback position because normally when you're looking at rookie of the year, it's it's numbers, but it's also how much did they impact the team's success? And I mean, you have a guy like, I mean, I, I started mentioning him, Justin Fields, for instance. He's on a Bears team who they made the playoffs last year. They were eight and eight. I don't think his immersion into the offense or him becoming the starting quarterback is going to improve that team that much, which would make him be the difference maker there in terms of, oh, they went from an eight and eight team and they got rid of Andy Dalton and it's Justin Fields and they go 12 and five. I just don't see that happening, especially with Matt Nagy as, as head coach. Um, well, yeah. and then, and then to Trey Lance, it, I don't, I see a scenario where he sees plenty of playing time, but unless Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured, it, I just don't think that he is going to be the sole reason why that team is able to be successful this year. And that kind of is going to take away from himself earn, earning an award like this. So Trey Lance is my first pick at plus 750. <laughs> um, so glad I, I transitioned there. You know, that, you, that was perfect. You're such a, <laughs> we did not talk prior to the show. But... Um, Trey Lance is absolutely getting a bulk of my rookie of the year. Betting odds um, has flashed a ton, has the pieces around him to look really good. Um, should, should play early. Um, it, it, even if it's in a, like we saw yesterday where it was kind of a rotation, uh, I would be, I would be shocked if he's not your outright starter by week four. Uh, my prediction is he starts week one, but, Ooh. um, that's, you know, looking less and less likely at this point. That being said, this is the, the, the rookie of the year award is oftentimes somebody who comes on strong, who looks really good down the stretch, as you mentioned, makes a big play. I think Trey Lance at plus 750. Um, what's uh, Justin Fields, I also like, but getting plus 750 on him instead of plus 600 on Fields, it was close. It was a toss-up. Um, I think both these guys have a chance to to make an impact. And, you know, to your Fields point, will they be better than, you know, a 500 team or 9-7 and seven or something like that? Obviously, an extra game this year, but... I think if the offense takes a huge step forward and looks much better and the, you know, Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet and Allen Robinson and, and the running game, I think they could be more impressive, more impactful. Like did the bears make the playoffs last year? Yeah. But were they really a playoff team or did they just make it because <laughs> there was an extra team added? And like, yeah, you know, nobody thought, Oh, they were that good. Nobody thought they, I mean, they were huge underdogs going into the new Orleans for the first game. I think, 
if Field takes a step forward, moves that offense forward, this is a team that can win double-digit games or, or close to it, but just looks so much more impressive in the process. That being said, Trey Lance is going to get a bulk of my dollars. Plus 750 is a really good number for a guy that, even if he starts as a you know rotation piece with him yeah. and Jimmy, takes over, he's got so many weapons, that offense moves, and he all of a sudden has that team back to... Because two years ago, it's the Super Bowl team. So he could easily have this team as a 12 and 5, 13 and 4 team that is a, one of the best in the NFC. He looks incredible in the process and puts up gaudy numbers down the stretch and, and kind of solidifies that award. So that that's where my head's at. And the, the extra plus 150 basically set him over the top for me. Yeah, it, to your Trey Lance point, I, I think it's really going to take him taking over this role. And I was tweeting yesterday during the game that he he reminds me of Colin Kaepernick when he burst onto the scene, like pretty much everything about him, his stature, his throwing style. He has more of that like a super extended baseball style throwing with a freaking cannon. Um, I think if he does take over this this quarterback job in San Francisco and he's able to utilize his legs and he's breaking <coughs> off those big 30, 40 yard runs. This team is as successful as we're all expecting them to be. I, yeah, I think Trey Lance could, could potentially win the offensive rookie of the year, but all of his stuff in preseason was against second and third teamers. He's not polished in terms of the talent that he's faced. So we really have yet to see him go up against legit, you know, number one defenses yet. Like, I mean, he's been facing second and third teamers all preseason. Whereas like Trevor Lawrence, I know he's been facing backups a lot as well, but he's, he's like the most polished quarterback we've seen coming out of college, probably since Andrew Luck. I mean, this guy was crowned the the next thing as a freshman. Yeah. So, and I, he's, and he's lived up to that too, which is wild. Cause I feel like yeah. there's oftentimes a lot of guys that get a hype and a little bit of a buzz and then, um, when the draft comes around, they fall into like a third round pick and then, you know, they Christian Hackenberg their way out of the league. I mean, it, if Jacksonville goes one and one and 16 or two and 15 again, yeah, there's no way they could, they could give this award to, to Lawrence, regardless of if he throws 30 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions, yeah. there'd be no way. But um, I think Jacksonville will see a small improvement and he's just, I mean, to me, Trevor Lawrence is just—he's an NFL guy, like right away. There's—I don't think there's any worries about how good he's going to be in the league. I don't know. No, I just like I said, I, I think there that that is baked into him and his expectations. So he, in order to win this award, would have to outdo our current expectations, and that seems that seems unlikely. Uh, let's talk about a name we can both agree on: Najee Harris, plus eight hundred, slam dunk. I mean, if you want to talk about a guy that. You know, steps into a Steelers offense that we expect to be solid. Yep. Should see 250 to 300 touches. Should be incredibly productive. Um, and if it's a non-quarterback, I think this is where you start with your discussion. Yeah, I think Najee Harris, uh, he's like 1A. There's there's one other guy that's 1B for me, non-quarterbacks in this realm. And they're like my two favorite non-QBs to bet here. Um, I just think that the role that he's stepping into is going to be one that he's going to see, you know, upwards of 320 touches minimum this mm -hmm. season. And then w with the way Pittsburgh likes to utilize one guy, like a bell cow type back, which James Conner was 
outstanding when he took over for Le'Veon Bell. D'Angelo yep. Williams yep. had an amazing season for Pittsburgh taking over for Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell had five of six years where he toted the rock over 240 times and had 60-plus yep. receptions in those in those seasons. I just... To me, he is the safest non QB bet at, you know, it just with the role that he's stepping into. And we already know Pittsburgh is probably going to be competing for playoffs again. And if yeah. that's the case and he's seeing, you know, this, this amount of touches and he's going to have double digit touchdown uh, possibilities. Uh, yeah. I, he, he is probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite bet. Yep. And steps into an incredible offense where he shouldn't see a lot of eight and nine man boxes. Exactly. Worried a little bit about their offensive line. But I think at the end of the day, there's going to be so many reasons why you should be excited about him that 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 would be. And he's and he's a versatile back. He can be involved yes. in all three downs. So he's going to be on the field a lot as long as he doesn't have issues in pass protection. Uh, Harris should be on the field often. He's looking incredible and has been running with the ones in camp basically since the jump. So yep. there's no reason to doubt this guy. Uh, let's talk about the next guy on your list. Mr. Kyle Pitts, Mr. Wide receiver that actually plays tight end that actually <laughs> should see a ton of volume at 10 to one. I think um, that's a number I could get. I could see myself getting behind for sure. Yeah, it, for me, this is more based on the value of the bet. I mean, 10 to 1 for a guy who's playing wide receiver. He, he's a wide receiver listed as a tight end. I mean, we all saw yesterday in the preseason game his his burst after the catch, and that's something that is going to be, you know, painfully uh, killing teams this season as they're, he's going to be a mismatch nightmare. I mean, linebackers yep. aren't going to be able to keep up with him. Safeties are going to be too small. Cute corners are just going to get bullied at the line of scrimmage. And when you're looking at the possibility of him posting the kind of numbers that's going to be required, being that he is going to be playing the de facto wide receiver two in this offense or the second target, yeah, you know, in a pass heavy offense where they've thrown like 550 plus times each of the last, what is it? Like 10 seasons with Matt Ryan. I 120 plus targets are pretty much guaranteed here. Um, I think he's leading into the season talking about his fantasy ranking i was a little wary about him posting the kind of numbers that where he was being drafted at but when looking at rookie rookie records at the position he's only got to reach like 1100 receiving yards which yeah that is a that is a shit ton but with him playing on the outside yeah. basically being when a wide receiver yeah when I, you're seeing 100 plus targets in yes. an offense that will throw as much as the falcons are throwing and exactly. calvin ridley garnering attention on the other side um, he's definitely worthy of being in this conversation. I guess it just, it, it, in order, I feel like in order for someone not named, not a quarterback or not Najee to win the award, the quarterback, like Trevor Lawrence would have to, you know, the Jags would have to be not very good and Trevor Lawrence just to be fine. Uh, Justin Fields and Trey Lance to not see the field very much, uh, you know, especially early. And then Zach Wilson just to kind of underwhelm. And like, if all that happens, then it's going to be wide open competition. There's going to be a lot of opportunity. And I think Pitts is already getting enough buzz, which is, I think, important too. Like, it's crazy to think, but there is like a storyline element to yep. this award. And, you know, and the, the the people voting on this award are are, are newspaper people and, you know, are, you know, people writing articles for websites. They want to build a narrative. They want to bake in their production and then explain why they think they're so, you know, and I could see that totally happening. Um, and at 10 to one, it's a pretty good deal. If he was, 
you know, kind of even at exactly. Harris at eight to one, I might be a little less optimistic. Yeah. But um, yeah, this could easily be a eighty catch, twelve hundred yards, ten touchdown guy, and that might not be good enough if the quarterbacks play up to the expectation. Uh, but at ten to one, I think it's a worthy gamble to 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 back and um, a good piece of your uh, of your card overall. Yeah, and then something else I kind of I dove a little bit deeper into Arthur Smith's tenure with Tennessee throughout his entire coaching career there. And when looking at it, the tight end position starting in 2014 with Delaney Walker, they went on a string of six consecutive seasons where the position had over 800 receiving yards. They saw six plus touchdowns in seven of the or in six of the in five of the six seasons. Delaney Walker has a, a 1,000 yard receiving season in there and. I know Delaney Walker was really athletic, but he is not the specimen right. that Kyle Pitts is. And I think that Atlanta is going to do everything within their means to get the ball into this guy's hands on bubble screens, on you know tight end screens, yep. on fly patterns, on one-on-ones on the outside near the end zone. I think double-digit touchdown catches this year is a legit possibility for him i think he's going to probably approach if not eclipse a thousand receiving yards and if he's doing if he puts up those kind of numbers and like you said we have kind of the pedestrian performances by the qbs and all their teams suck or they just don't play very much i think he has as good a shot as Najee harris to potentially take home the trophy 100 percent agree and and i think the delaney and johnny points are good like Arthur Smith and and the Titans kind of in general have shown the ability to get those guys the ball in a myriad of ways. And Kyle Pitts is in terms of athleticism and talent is, is, you know, the next evolution it's gone. You know, Delaney Walker was great for what he was and they could use him, but Johnny was more athletic, more talented, could use him in a different ways. And they finally released him. Arthur Smith got the most out of him. Now they get, now he gets this weapon in Kyle Pitts, a weapon that they prioritized in the draft. So he's yes. going to be involved. He's going to be utilized. Um, he's going to be a monster. 10 to one is, is a good number. All right, Brian, we got a hundred bucks. We're headed to the window. What are we betting on Trevor Lawrence? So I'm going heavy on him. I'm going with 40 of my hundred. I just think that uh, I hate going with the favorite, but uh, this guy is just so good. I've been watching him since a freshman. I remember watching him before he even played a down at Clemson with his long locks looking like sunshine from remember the Titans. Um, I think this guy's going to live up to the billing and, you know, just, just be as good as advertised this season. All right. Next we'll head to Pittsburgh. Najee Harris. You got 60 bucks left. What are you spending on Najee Harris? So I'm going to go 30 with him. I, I kind of want to split my two non QBs because I think they both have a legit shot to overcome the uh, Trevor Lawrence's, you know, favoritism in this, in this award this season. But Najee for me is definitely somebody who I have my eye on. And that leaves 30 bucks left for Kyle Pitts. Yes, sir. Okay. I am going to put $60 on Trey Lance at plus 750. I'm going to put $40 on Najee Harris at eight to one. Those are my two big bets. A hundred bucks on these two players. I mean, you know, I wouldn't fault anybody that if you wanted to mix another quarterback, whether that's Zach Wilson or or uh, Justin Fields, you know, you could, I, I could totally see that as a justification. 
Could we ever um, see a Jets guy winning the offensive rookie of the year, though? I mean, no, but in like, that division, if it were to happen, this is the year for it to happen. They have pieces, they have weapons, they actually, you know, in theory, haven't have a much improved offense. Like there, there's there's a path to it definitely happening, and he's one of the guys. Like I was talking about Brian, where if everything clicks and he looks really good, he's going to steal the award from Trevor Lawrence. Like if it's I, close enough. Yeah, they're going to give it to him because they don't expect him to outperform Trevor Lawrence. But here we are. That's what it, what it's going to basically and and narrative street. Two years ago, this was a guy that was kind of whatever at BYU, then vaults into a top five pick, and now he's um, you know take holding the the rookie of the year award at the end of the season. Yeah, I. I just see a scenario where the this Jets team just gets swept in the AFC East. Oh, yeah. All six of those games are are they're held below like like sixteen points, and he maybe throws you know a total of four touchdowns in all six of those games because all three of those defenses are legit top ten options in the mm-hmm. NFL this season. So for me, Zach Wilson is a little riskier. He would have to be, I mean well past what what we're expecting this offense to be there is one guy who i'm still very conscious of and i'm debating whether or not i would take an extra 10 to to the window with him and that's devonta smith that's i think funny that you mentioned him because i was searching for a third name and i was this close to making him my option i think he has all the tools and the I mean, he's stepping right into wide receiver one target share. Although, I mean, it is Jalen Hurts, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see what kind of passing offense this is. But, yeah. I mean, if this guy sees 150 targets with his route running ability, his speed on the outside, yes, he's a rookie. We saw Justin Jefferson dominate last year as a rookie. Um, and Dallas doesn't have very good pass defense, so at least he gets one game in division against a crappy pass D. Yeah, and, and I just think this guy could explode for yeah. you know twelve, thirteen hundred yards receiving. And if yeah. he's the only option on the outside there, I yeah, they could g- and utilize him in a variety of ways. Maybe yes. get some punt return work like that. That could be something that puts him over the top. I I like that call quite a bit. Um, if I'm digging even deeper than that. Kellen Mond is somebody that if you want to get real wise, <laughs> real feisty, 65. Oh, Lord. Kirk, Kirk COVID cousins gets, <laughs> gets COVID and misses time. And Kellen Mond steals the job or Kellen Mond steps in. I like Mond as a talent and you step into that offense. All of a sudden you got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, you know, hopefully the return of a healthy, healthy Irv Smith, Dalvin cook. Like the pieces are in place where if he steps in and looks good, he could steal that award because no one saw that coming. And all of a sudden the narrative builds and he looks great. Uh, Kyle Trask replacing Brady. Nah. I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to see that, but. Um, and then Rondell Moore could be interesting in like a Devonta Smith light uh, type mood, especially if like Chase Edmonds gets hurt or fails um, and they kind of use him as like a pass catcher and a running back and, you know, variety of ways. He's, he's a super fun, super athletic player that could make some sense. So, um, that's another name that, um, if you really want to get, you know, a little risky Penny Sewell, like who's batting an offensive lineman. In <laughs> that is the, that would be the worst bet of all time for, especially for that lions yeah. team who's probably going to go, you know, six and 11, maybe seven and 10 at best. Yeah. That's no. just crazy. And I think it is really going to take some outstanding performances by Pitts and Najee Harris to, you know, take, 
take this away from any one of the four QBs. I mean, we didn't even talk about Mac Jones. If he starts for New England from day one and he's super efficient, puts up like a 25 and five season. Yeah, even if Cam starts the first month of the season and the Mac comes in and the offense just clicks. Yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely somebody that and, and you're getting a decent price on him at 10 to 1. Like you um you know, getting a quarterback like especially Mac, like I I just uh, don't know what they're doing. I honestly I just don't see them going straight to a rookie to begin the season. That's just not in Bills no, I mean, I don't think that's the case either, but I don't like, think that that would prevent him from winning the award. I think as long as he plays like two thirds of the season or even half the season. Yeah, could- but unless the unless the offense is worse than what it was last year, I mean, the fact that New England is getting back, you know, four four elevenths of their defense from the opt outs last year, I just mm-hmm. don't think that this team is going to be as bad as they were. And they're going to still be able to win games, even with a mediocre to crappy offense. So. I don't really see them making the move unless it's just, you know, a horrendous start. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely makes sense. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I I think there's a non-zero chance that Mac Jones starts early, but I'm I'm with you. I think Cam Newton is the starter, but I think within that first, I, I would not be shocked to see them make a move within the first couple weeks, especially if Cam struggles a little bit. Uh, uh, one more name too, before we get out of here is, uh, Javante Williams in Denver. Mm-hmm. There's been some, some rumblings that the Broncos highlighted Melvin Gordon in that last preseason game, because they're looking to flip him for other assets. And if that is the case and Javante Williams becomes the, the three down bell cow in Denver with everyone expecting this team to be a lot better this year. Um, I mean, he's another guy who could, you know, approach 1200 rushing yards and maybe, you know, two to 300 receiving yards for a team yeah. that if they're able to steal that division somehow, that would be, that would be a, a big, a big case for him to take home that award. Yeah. Yeah. And I, well, and I also think like for, for non quarterbacks, the, the record of the team is a lot less important, like, which, which is wild that, that the quarterbacks <laughs> get held to that standard, but it just, it is. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I could see Javante, especially if he, you know, Mel, even if Melvin Gordon's there, if he, Melvin Gordon, you know, Melvin Gordon's his way out of the role in the first couple of weeks. Um, Javante Which takes over, has a really strong performance. Teddy gets in the ball in the passing game. Lots of good running plays. As I mentioned, the defense will be better. That could be another one that that makes a lot of sense. Um, cool. That Those were our rookie of the year picks. Let us know down in the comments who you like for rookie of the year. What you're stepping up to the window, who you backing. Um, that's Brian Twining. I'm Kyle Robert. And we'll talk to you guys next time.